Chuck and Julie, bringing you the truth straight up. I'm Julie Hagan. I'm working at- an Emmy-winning former investigative reporter, a highly successful trial attorney, and publisher of a major Denver area newspaper. They've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage as parents for over 10 years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment live, local, and interactive. Everyone's voice is always welcome on The Chuck and Julie Show. Hello, everybody. Chuck Bonnell, Julie Hayden on this Wednesday. Chuck and Julie Grassroots Show, True Straight Up. That's right. The show brought to you by Mountain West Wellness, Advanced Acupuncture and Chinese Medicine, and HappyTrees.co. Well, so we got Crazy Ken Buck right. bothering us again. Uh, our wild and crazy, or one of our wild and crazy Republican. Well, even uh, Doug Lamborn. I mean, when when Doug Lamborn, when you are less, when you are more of a rhino than Doug Lamborn, you yeah. know that that's in trouble. That's what I've been calling this show. What the buck, buck? <laughs> you know. So so Ken Buck was one of I think twenty two rhino Republicans who voted against Jim Jordan for Speaker of the House. Um, it was kind of interesting. I was reading a Hill article and it was kind of going through the reasons. I mean, this was not their reasons, not the given reasons, but just sort of the political swamp reasons, right? They're uh-huh. like a bunch of these people, you know, are because Jordan doesn't want to fund Ukraine. These are like, you know, number one, they're kind of neocon hawk kind of people. They make money off the military industrial complex. So they want all the wars they can have. So they certainly don't want a speaker who's opposed to war. There are other ones who are jockeying for prime committee positions that Jim Jordan give them. But even on the Hill, they were like, yeah, we don't really know what's going on with Ken Buck. He just well, he we do. Really we, luckily, luckily, we do because okay. Tom Tancredo told us what it was. He right. says he's always wanted to be a maverick. He did, but he doesn't believe in anything, so just looking for something. And as you listen to the interview coming up, you'll see how can we be against the weaponizations of the Justice Department against Republicans as enemies? We've got to embrace that and like that, which is the weirdest position I've ever heard. But that's his position. That's why he hates Jordan. And he says he he'll, he he wants to fund uh, the uh, part of the Justice Department that goes after Trump and goes after all these. We must support a crooked. Just, yeah. It's bizarre. It, it is bizarre. The Ken Buck, I mean, he attacked, we talked about this earlier. He attacked Anna Sir Ferguson and Todd Watkins and all, some, you know, several hundred Republicans who signed a letter urging our congressional representatives to look out for the, 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 for, for justice for the January 6th, you know, people who are being persecuted by the Biden weaponized DOJ. And he went off on the attack and they're completely wrong, just making stuff yeah, up. Oh, yeah, that's that's pathetic. Pathetic. And then, how many times you try to show him, no, here are the facts. He's like, there are no facts. Show me the facts. And so it's just weird that that's a sort of a, particularly because that's a, I think all the polls indicate that's not something that really is on people's minds for the most part, right? Most people, don't, number one, I think, think at least the surveys indicate, unless you're, you know, Rachel Maddow, most people think that it wasn't nearly as bad. It, it wasn't the equivalent of 9-11 or something like that, right? It's not a threat to our democracy. It's over. Meanwhile, today you had all those pro-Hamas supporters storming the Capitol. That's so okay, then. That, that, that's okay. So, I mean, it's weird that Ken Buck would pick that as a hill. And I think it goes back to what you said. It's just so Something he could think of that he doesn't actually. He said, well, he was an assistant U.S. attorney. Uh, of course, they 
censured him for unethical conduct, but I don't know about that. But I think it's just, like you said, he's trying to be Colorado's John McCain or something like that, right? And he just wants to be a maverick and he needed something to be a maverick about. So we picked this, but but it's just, he's just gone crazy. And listen, I mean, it's hard to even, his answer was so stupid, it astonished even CNN, which here, this is why he's explaining why he's not voting for Jim Jordan and why he's voting the way he did vote. If we could please play Thomas the Bucks soundbite. Well, he did not vote for Congressman Jim Jordan, instead voting for Tom Emmer. Well, I guess my first question is, do you really want Tom Emmer to be speaker? No, I don't. I don't like Tom Emmer. I figured this would be the worst job in America. Mike Rowe would not want to do this for his TV show. This is a terrible job. Okay, so just to underscore that, you voted for somebody because you don't like them. I I voted for somebody because I wasn't going to vote for Jim Jordan. I mean, it's like, wait, so you voted, even she's like, wait, so just so we're clear, you voted for someone because you don't like them? And he was like, what kind of, yeah. And then he went on later to try to say, oh, that was a joke. It's like, that wasn't a joke. I mean, if it was a joke, it was rather And I wish they had the rest of that where he talked talk about why he voted for Jordan, because he loves a, the weaponization of the Justice Department against Republicans. I mean, it's just pathetic. And this is from Sandra. Oh, and guys, so it's just all of us today. So please feel free, I should say, to if you want to go ahead and comment to unmute yourself and you can turn on your camera if you want to and come on or we'll read the comments too. Um, did you hear Ken Buck saying that the grassroots are the bad Republicans? What an effing POS. I hadn't heard that. Uh, I hadn't heard. He sounds a lot like Dick. Where'd that come Dick, from? Dick huh? Wadhams, doesn't he? Hmm. Um, and okay. Thomas, I got your message there. Thank you. Um, yeah, it, it's kind of like, I, I don't know what, I mean, and then he chooses to go on CNN and MSNBC there, you know, initially there was talk Chuck that Buck wasn't going to run again. Right. And that he's just kind of trying to get a TV consultant job like right. Bill Barr um, and all, all the other, you know, Brennan and Comey and all these other people. Um, then he came out and said, no, no, I am running. Um, and, but now there's talk again that, I mean, the rumors are that he might not run. Um, But what this has done is prompted, I mean, the Republican grassroots are kind of organized on this. Even Charlie Kirk, the Turning Point USA people, everybody's putting Ken Buck's office phone number out there and saying, flood is it, flood it, call it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, There's an organized effort to try to do everything they can to get Jim Jordan to be the speaker um, and, and to call out the people who aren't. So I just don't know I mean, for okay, first let's take care of the question. Do you think Ken Buck is actually doing this for the principle of the thing? No. Right. No. Does anyone out there raise your hand? If you raise your hand, yeah, no in fact, raise your hand if you like Ken Buck these days. <laughs> yeah. Or call in, please. If you like Ken Buck, we'd love to hear the explanation of it. It's like the guy is just trying to be he, As you said, you know, he's trying to be a maverick. He's trying to be. And, and he's doing that by, by saying, well, I'm a former assistant U.S. attorney, so I believe in the Justice Department. So what if they're attacking citizens as terrorists and so forth? It doesn't matter. It's kind of like. We're it, for law and order, right? Yeah. It's a stupid argument. Anyway, it's like, it's not as if you're going to agree on 100% of the things that every speaker candidate has, right? So if you're, you know, I don't, I don't know. It's a weird hill to die in. A lot of cause, though, today for him to be primary right and now you're you're the you know more established campaign person what are some of the inherent difficulties in primarying a person who's been in congress as long as ken buck has well one money (laughs) two money three money no two uh which is the problem dave williams came up with um when there's more than one person primarying it it almost assures the incumbent of getting in uh, with a plurality 
Um, Doug Lamborn got less than 50% of the vote, but since they put a couple of people, didn't campaign at all, um, it was, it was a, as a practical matter, difficult. And so, you know, it, well, you'd have to figure out one, some way to get Trump or somebody to designate one person to run against Buck. But, well, uh, what, and that's hard under our current corrupt open primary system. What, what Chuck is explaining is what happens is the establishment Republicans, the other rhinos, and in many cases, the actual Democrats, what they do is they put up essentially fake candidates, right? Or even, yeah, candidates, uh, Lamborn, one of them, uh, who didn't campaign one day. He just, you know, he was a weed dealer and that was good enough. And so what that person does is then those people split the anti-Ken Buck vote, right? Um, Again, the Democrats deliberately do it. Um, You know, I I mean, I don't think a Democrat's going to win. Here's Sandra, Ray the Grassroots. and um, Buck was talking that many complaints phone calls his office was getting from grassroots, um, basically the Republicans that are the, uh, he doesn't like and doesn't agree with. There you go. There right. you go. Okay. Kind of backwards though, right? I'm pretty sure he's elected to represent us, right? He's not elected to have us support him. I mean, I think that's how it's supposed yeah, to no, work, right? I get all right. I'm mixed up somehow. Guys, I'm sorry. We're all wrong. It doesn't matter what we think. It only matters whatever weird tangent Ken Buck wants to go on for his own weird tangential reasons. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's what matters, not what the people want. You're f- foolish, silly, 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 silly voters. Well, here's some names that have been tossed around. And we'll talk about, I think, the biggest one, at least so far yet. So there have been rumors. And the, these, the first two I'm going to toss out there are just rumors. Rumors. Totally rumors. Um, and it could be one of those rumors that I like start just by saying, oh, I think, oh, and then somebody says, hey, I heard this too, right? So we are hearing people, um, particularly out of Jefferson County, saying that they think Heidi Ganahl, who unsuccessfully ran um, for governor, that Heidi Ganahl may try to primary Ken Buck. Of course, she's not in, uh, or Jefferson County is not in. Uh, the, no, so the, I don't the, know what they would know. But Heidi Ganahl, I will say this, has been really active on Twitter lately, particularly complaining against Ken Buck, right? Mm-hmm. Saying, hey, look, I live in the largest county in your district. You don't represent us. So maybe. So, I, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, Heidi Ganahl clearly is keeping her name in things, right? So could be, could be. We also know Heidi Ganahl, there are, she had money the first go around, not enough, but she had some money. The other name that we've heard kind of pop up is Deborah Flora. Deborah Flora, she she has a gig on Ken, 710 KNUS Radio. She ran for governor? Um, Senate. Senate. She, but she didn't get out of the assembly, but very mm-hmm. close, right? And I like Deborah Flora. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't have a massive problem with Heidi Ganahl either. I mean, I, I'm, she's, not, I mean, I'm not a big Heidi Ganahl fan. I'm not fan. a big fan, but I mean, she's, uh, for that she's district, not a Joe O'Day. I mean, it'd be nice to have somebody from the 4th District be actually a, a grassroots conservative. Yeah, grassroots right. conservative. But at any rate, for Deborah Flora as well. I have to say also, Deborah Flora, I like her. Um, and she's out there a lot. And I think there are some people, my guess is that somewhere along the way, she has some somebody with money backing her. Mm-hmm. And I think if she doesn't run for this, I think she's going to run for something. I, I mean, I get that clear impression. And I think she'd be a good candidate. Um, but the big name that's coming up now is somebody who has announced, and that's Trent Lisey, um, L-E-I-S-Y. Now, he's got a Trent for Colorado website. He, um, I tried to get him on the show, and I haven't heard back from him yet. Um, I can imagine he's kind of busy, though. But um, 
he announced that because of Ken Buck voting, it was sort of like the straw that broke the camel's yeah, back uh, kind of thing, right? Now, you know a little bit about, I mean, he's a guy. Well, I know him. very little about him, except what I've learned through third parties, and the third parties have indicated that he's a real grassroots guy. He must have some money because he's been vote, He's been invited to go down to Mar-a-Lago various times. And you don't do that just because you're a good guy. Um, and so he, I think he has some real... Uh, roots and maybe he could get Trump's support, which would be a huge up for him. Right. Well, and here's the thing, and I'll read here. Dave Williams just texted me because the Colorado GOP has come out in favor of, of, of you know calling on Buck to support, and I'll read that in a second. So that'd be interesting. Um, I can tell you this that his he's all over on Twitter. I mean, every other. And it's on the, if you guys follow Twitter, so what they have is two kind of categories. There's one that's a category here that's like the people you're specifically following. They show up in your Twitter feed, right? And then over here, there's the for you. And this is the thing that the algorithm thinks are going to be people that you would like to follow, right? Now, this for you category is also heavily influenced by people paying to promote their tweet, right? right? right. So check we got. Paying to promote their tweet. So he is clearly spending, and it's not that cheap really it's not totally expensive but it's not that cheap so trent lisey clearly has some money his website looks professional the tweets look professional the pictures look professional and i guarantee you he didn't put it all together yesterday right i think this is something he's been waiting for a good moment so he looks to be the real thing the real deal he looks to be the real deal um here's some jacob as long as there is no speaker then congress can't spend any money i think that's great right can't, can't consider any legislation that's good <laughs> Um, and then Sandra says, Heidi Ganahl was recently at the Pueblo Repo- Republican Party meeting. So, yes, I think she's serious about getting elected to something. You're right, Sandra. It's like um, politicians like <laughs> don't well, they don't they don't travel around and go to meetings. No. And, you know, with frankly, not very good food, usually. Right. And not enough alcohol. I'll just well, say that. Out there. Uh, you know, so we had one. We had one from Adams County a woman, um, and she ran for some position. But when she lost, that's the last day anybody ever saw her. You never see him again. Exactly, when they lose. So this is the Colorado Republican Party statement. They're standing behind Congressman Jim Jordan to be our next speaker. It says the Colorado Republican Party um, wholeheartedly supports Congressman Jim Jordan to be the next speaker. He steadfastly championed conservative Republican values, um, a fiscal hawk, Congressman Jordan is staunchly pro-life, pro-Second Amendment, pro-border security, and will do everything in his power to hold the corrupt Biden administration accountable. We need to get Congress working for the American people again. We thank Congresswoman Lauren Boebert and Congressman Doug Lamborn um, for voting for him. And we call on Congressman Buck to do likewise and join his Colorado colleagues in supporting Congressman Jim Jordan. Um, Okay. All right. Good for them, right? Yeah, I agree. Good good for them for doing that. I'm not sure that Christy Burton Brown would have done that, but but at any rate, um, she would have loved Ken Buck. She was a Ken Bucky. Th- yeah, well, even if he's crazy, so I mean, I don't he know. He is crazy. He is. I, yeah. I mean, I, honestly, I think he's crazy. I mean, he doesn't come across as crazy, but you just go, "Whoa, you're doing what?" <laughs> well, and you want to kind of say, "What do you think is going to happen, Ken Buck, when you?" actually go on msnbc or cnn if you become one of their panelists right they're gonna i mean you know ask juan williams right if what happened at fox it wasn't that fun it's not that fun to go 
to go other places. So I don't, yeah, I think you're right. I think Tom Tancredo's right. He just wants to be a maverick and he wants to be contrary. Right. And he picked this issue that no one cares about. Um, well, I care about it. Other people care about it. But, but your average voter out there, your average unaffiliated voter isn't going to be like, oh, I'm going to vote for Ken Buck because right. he, uh, you know. I he mean, wants to persecute the January 6th people. Even the polls show it here in Colorado, and, and you've read this the other day, that Donald Trump, I mean, the, the rhinos always want to tell you, oh, everybody in Colorado hates Donald Trump. And, and, and it's not and, electable. And, 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 and in particular, Dick Wattles. Right. And actually, George Brockler will tell you that we've lost all these races since 2016 because of Donald Trump. Because people hate Donald Trump. And Emerson has been doing his poll in a lot of different states, but included Colorado, and it showed Trump only four points behind uh, Biden, uh, which is pretty amazing. Meaning, 46, yeah, forty-six percent for Trump. Uh, so it can't be the Republicans hate him. Um, so it was an interesting poll. Yeah, exactly. So all those people who say Donald Trump is unelectable, the pollsters seem to to, to point out otherwise. So anyway, that's a deal on Ken Buck. Now, I don't, maybe Ken Buck is just lonely and he wants everyone calling him and begging him, but I, you know, I don't know. Well, since, since divorcing, uh, Perry Buck, he's, he's gone through a couple girlfriends. So. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, we'll see. I mean, I, there is some indication that they're going to try again, that Jordan is talking to other people. But I think he actually lost votes this second go around, right? Yeah, but, he had 22 versus 20. Right, going around. So I'm not sure. You know, I don't know who else. I mean, the, the, there does not seem to be any kind of consensus on a secondary candidate, right? No, there's no there's no obvious. Uh, Emmer, I suppose, maybe... Maybe the existing speaker, although that's just a bad McCarthy clone. I mean, you know, maybe just won't have a speaker ever. Well, yeah, and there, Jacob, there you go. Then they just can't spend any money. Yeah. So, so there's that. All right now, I want to move on to, and feel free, guys, if you want to call in 888 627 6008. Yeah, yeah, not like if you Ken. used to hate like Ken Buck, but today you like Ken Buck. You know something about Trent Lysi? Trent Lysi, yeah, we'll have yeah. to start looking into that. Um, but I wanted to move on now to talk about. Biden's visit to Israel, Um, because even when we were talking, so he can't go to East Palestine after the water thing because, or he can't go to Maui because he doesn't want to be a distraction. He went to Maui, he went, but but not right away, right? Because he didn't want to be a distraction. But he can go to Israel just before the ground invasion. Just before the ground invasion, like they're not a little busy over (laughs) there. I was like, what the frig is Joe Biden? Conservative Treehouse said that you know this had Obama's fingerprints all over it saying you know he's flying in just like obama did to egypt uh he's he's been rejected now by uh the palestine liberation abbas won't meet with him jordan won't Won't meet with him egypt Egypt won't won't meet with him and the poor poor israelis netanyahu (laughs) hates him and he hates uh he hates biden i mean it's just amazing it was like what a, i mean so there's no other way to look at it but a pr step and we'll go into why in a second but yeah he's like and and according to some people who say they have sources in israel blinken said what <laughs> blinken um the white the white house told israel you know we give you a lot of money and stuff so you, you have to invite you, them. you have to invite them they're like well we're, we're busy we're doing a ground invasion we're, ground invasion <laughs> you know space invasion we don't care about your clown invasion <laughs> Ukraine. I'm not sitting around for my Vogue photo shoot, you know. Um, it's like we're actually fighting a war here. Oh, and by the way, and, and what are you bombs coming in. I mean, I don't mean to say anything, but we've got Hezbollah up here. You're half but, dead, so it doesn't matter. But... Yes, what are you going to do anyway? So, and then he goes, 
And and he does his typical Biden stuff, right? So if we could, this is this is Biden in the meeting and sort of the photo op in the meeting with Netanyahu. If we could please play Thomas the Biden soundbite. Uh, years ago, I asked Secretary of State when he and I worked in the Senate to write something for me, and said uh, he wrote a line that uh, I think is appropriate. He said, uh, "It's not we lead." Uh, not just, uh, well, I won't go into it. I'll wait later. Taking too much time. <laughs> I forgot. I was lying, a line that I thought was appropriate. Oh, except I can't remember it. I don't even know oh, what I'm saying. Never mind. Uh, you know, uh, the whole going? line would take about 12 seconds to read. And, and we, you know. Well, and can you see, if you're Netanyahu, you're just, you know, hopefully he's texting ground invasion long. I, I mean, you know what I mean? He's actually trying to attend a business. It's just ridiculous. So I think a couple of things. Well, oh, and then in the meantime, this is after we gave $6 billion in aid, remember, to Iran so that they could give all the money to Hamas to attack yeah. everybody. Biden also said that we have to give and Israel has to give some hundred million in humanitarian aid to the to people of the Gaza oh, yeah. who have pinky sword. They have they swear to God that they will not give any to Hamas, right? Yeah. They 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 promise not to God. Like like I guess, like, like Hamas kind of goes, oh, we care what you swear. Well, give us some money. They control it, right? Yeah, I yeah. mean, they control it. So I think that, and I hopefully, I mean, a couple of things. One, I think it is says something about the significance that the Middle East places on a Joe Biden administration that both Jordan and Egypt would just cancel meetings. For a U.S. president. I mean, that's just shocking. Right. Exactly. For, you know, um, who's giving them all the money. And so that's shocking that they would do that. Right. Um, because and they're and they're not all that busy, right? They're, they could have met with them. They just they're didn't. just making sure their borders are closed. Right. Well, exactly. Um, and so I think I think it was supposed to be a campaign PR stunt, right? I think that they were hoping that Biden would go in there, he'd meet with all these people, and then maybe there would be pressure on Israel to quit doing things because we're going to get into the whole fake hospital bombing story here in a second too. Um, and then Biden could turn around and say, "Yay, I'm the peacemaker." I mean. I, you know, I don't know. I, it was nothing but a PR stunt that didn't go over very well, don't you think? I mean, well, I don't know how, you know, Fox in its weird way was kind of making a very glorious Joe Biden goes to Israel, but I don't think everybody else has. No, I well, he didn't do anything, right? I mean, as far as we can tell, Blinken didn't really do anything either. The government of Saudi Arabia blew him off. Yeah, everybody, everybody's blown <laughs> off the Americans, the Biden like- and the, the cabinet. <laughs> Like, okay, look, just send us the check, right? I mean, it had to be pure. There was nothing that he couldn't have said over the phone. Right. I mean, he could have, and then he could have been reading that little line that he wanted that he couldn't remember, right, right. right? So he just looks ridiculous. Well, um, he's, he's worked that out pretty well. Oh, never mind. It's, we're going a little too long here, and I'm seeing now. So, right, right. Well, and then so now let's talk about this. And this talks about the corrupt media, too. And I'm wondering how much of a turn we're going to see. Um, in terms of how the media handles it, because right now the media is somewhat they're sympathetic to Israel. On the other hand, though, they cover somewhat gleefully all of the Hamas attacks. They cover the attacks in the U.S. embassies. As I said, like as we speak, there are a bunch of pro-Hamas people, Hamas supporters um, have invaded with Rashid Tlaib, the uh, U.S. capital. Yay. Right. Kind of like the January 6th thing. Only these only guys, these are lefties. These are lefties. It's like and I don't even know if you're pro-Hamas. 
you're probably not particularly lefty, right? I mean, they aren't. Hamas is not known for its progressiveness, yeah. right? Well, it's left. It's very. It's 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 left meaning left. socialist, Marxist. Yeah, they're left. Yeah, right. But but they're not really into. They're not Hamas. woke. Yeah. Okay. Good. Okay. They're not good. woke. I mean, they don't love gay people. I mean, they, they, you know, trannies are not the highest form of human life in the world, and and that. But at any rate, so Hamas does oh and then israel gets criticized for its pr campaign but but the the terrorist organizations from um isis to al-qaeda to um hezbollah to hamas all of them have very sophisticated pr machines right Mm -hmm. they're on you can find them on twitchy you could find them on you know all the social media things right um and they have very sophisticated and they aren't quite as worried about misinformation in in the terrorist world as we are right and we're not the Biden administration isn't right. And the New York Times, they're a little bit, the New York Times is a tad bit more concerned about misinformation uh-huh. than Hamas is, but uh, not very much. I don't know. The hoax is still on about so they Exactly. So they put out all of this information that Israel bombed a hospital in Gaza and killed 500 people. All of this within minutes of the actual explosion, right? right? And as you can imagine, there was probably some scrambling. And so now Israel has come out. And as it turns out that none of that was true. Now, the media reported it all over. Rashid yeah, Tlaib yeah, yeah. put it out on all of her social media accounts, hasn't taken any of it down. It now appears that from and I didn't pull all the videos, but you can find him if you want, you know, and frankly, the daily, the uh, daily, da- daily news, uh, daily mail, dailymail.com actually does a pretty good job of showing everything. Right. Um, but, but Israel sort of shows what you see is, so here's Gaza, here's like Israel and you see this and here's, here's the hospital and you says, right. It's so the, the, it wasn't quite like that, but the clear very close <laughs> video. That's why we have video. You see, we give you these type of state-of-the-art graphics so you can understand the very complex situation. So if you can't see there, that clearly, and what it was is it wasn't a bomb. It was apparently sort of a, a rocket that Hamas shot, but since Hamas makes some of its rockets out of the pipes they stole from the water system that Israel gave them, right, to make to make rockets... Um, this one fell apart as apparently like up to a third of them do, um, because I don't think they have a quality assurance division. And, and so it appears that part of the rocket fell and it seems like maybe when you look at some of the pictures and again, uh, you know, I'm going to quote or I sort of, no, I'm going to, I'm going to channel Charlene. You've seen the proof. You've You've seen the demonstrative proof that it was the Palestinians who bombed their own (laughs) hospital. Just look at the tape. (laughs) <laughs> Bring that back. <laughs> but but then, and there's audio of what is apparently Hamas people going, oh, was that ours? It's like, oh, yeah, I think it was ours. Sorry. Bad, our bad, our bad. But actually it appears that it was, so there wasn't a crater from an explosion. It looked more like, right? There again, another visual. Um, but, another excellent. <laughs> but apparently the hospital is still standing. Not that some damage was, but the hospital wasn't destroyed. Most of the destruction apparently occurred in a parking lot near the hospital. The other buildings are intact and there doesn't appear to be anywhere near 500 people dead. Oh, well. Right. Um, yeah, exactly. But in the meantime, though, that doesn't stop the, the, you know, the media and everybody from corporate media from reporting it. And some. Robert Spencer was had a column and he's just so great from Jihad Watch. And he goes, this is what always happens. And he's right. Israel is attacked. 
Israel fights back in self-defense. Hamas makes up disinformation. Hamas, Hezbollah, you name it. They make up all this stuff. They show all of these sad, dead people who had nothing to do with Israel's actual self-defense. And then the world cries on Israel to stop it. And all of a sudden, Israel once again is the monster. Yeah, Sandra is a fan of your, your visuals. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> well, and then this from Leo. What are we doing sending a second carrier group? It's not like we're going to bomb Gaza or that they have an Air Force. You know, I don't know. It's nice there this time of year, Leo. I mean, I'm not sure. Russia's sending people too. Yeah, I, these carrier forces. What are they supposed to do? What, what, what's their, who are they going to bomb? Um, well, it, well, it'd have to be either... Gaza or Israel, right? Uh, maybe they could take you know, yeah. Gaza. That's bad. I mean, it's at least as bad as Israel bombing Gaza. Well, maybe they can fly off to, to Iran or something. I don't know. Uh, well, I, yeah, we could bomb Iran, I guess, but that seems somewhat, I don't know, aggressive, don't you think? Well, and then back to meanwhile, and this is a problem. Um, so Hamas is apparently preventing people, th- those who want to, and apparently some of them don't want to, from leaving the Gaza Strip, mm-hmm. right? The Gaza area, right? Because this is what they do. They've always done. These are human shields, right? Um, and so people say, you know, the United States says to Egypt, let them in, open up, because there's a border right here. There's another visual. There's a border. They could just go and they could go in, right? But Egypt is like, no, no, not on your life. Um, because Egypt's president took forever to get rid of the terrorist forces in okay. Israel, the Muslim Brotherhood and everybody was trying to get, you know, to take over is, uh, Egypt. And he's like, we're not letting those people back in. Then uh, I just got rid of them all, right? Well, and then Jordan, of course, Jordan kicked them out. That was Black September. Uh, and then he went to Lebanon and that because they went to... Um, Oh my God! Where the Kuwait, and then they they turned against the Kuwaitis. And now um, we'll take only the rich leaders. Yeah, right. the rich leaders, which is smart. But the Scottish uh, National Party says they they want a million of them. Can you imagine <laughs> a million Palestinians in Scotland? Whoa! Would that be fun? Was that everything fun? No offense to people from Scotland, but what we were watching it was at PG at, at the um, Ryder Cup. A Scottish sports writer, golf writer, was trying to ask a question, yeah. and and all the all the Americans were like, "What?" And he goes, "I'm sorry, I'm Scottish." I think that's what he said. Anyway, he didn't. He's not good. I <laughs> you. Yeah. So that would talk about oh. a, a language barrier. You'd have the Arabic and the Scottish people. But at, at any rate, we digress. Um, but you can see why. Well, so- but but what's her name wants wants a, a million of them for ourselves, right? Um, Which one? Oh, uh, no, no. Nancy Pelosi. No. It will come to. Well, I mean, any progressive, right? Haley. Oh. Oh, oh Nikki Haley? Nikki Haley. Way to go, Nikki. Uh, let's, get some. let's get a million of them ourselves. <laughs> million to, to Scotland, million to Atlanta or South Carolina. Then we're, then we're World set. peace. World peace. So it is, you know, it is an issue. Um, and I, so, but given then this attack, you got to wonder how long before all of these billionaires now who have said, oh, we're going to take our money back from the universities because the universities are pro-Hamas, right? Right. All of a sudden now, are we like anti-pro-Hamas people? In other words, which would make you, if you're anti-anti, then are you pro-Hamas you're again? You're pro-anti or anti-pro. So I wonder if they're going to take their other money back, right? In the meantime, it doesn't matter how loud Israel Israel says, no, we did. here's a proof, here's a proof. Joe Biden 
kind of going along with Barack Obama's calling ISIS or Al Qaeda the uh, the JV squad, mm-hmm. right? Biden indicated that he there the U.S. intelligence information indicates that the uh, whatever it was that hit the hospital or hit near the hospital came from the other side. Mm-hmm. So like this is some sort of sporting event, the right? Sporting event. The <laughs> Jaguars. They're called Hamas. So the Hamasians. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not funny, actually, because it's, you know, very dangerous and there's a, a lot at stake here. But it's just all of it going back to I don't know why Biden went there. He's on his way home again. Already? I think. But he made well, he got back on the plane and he made it up the stairs. OK, so this was like a one of these Maui trips. Well, he was supposed to go meet wow. with a bunch of other people, but they all canceled. Oh, you know, no. which, again, says I just want back to Rehoboth Beach. You have a feeling if Donald Trump said to Egypt and Jordan, first, I don't think this would have happened under Donald Trump, number one. Because, number one, we wouldn't have been giving them all the money to fund it, right? So just there's that. Um, There would still be sanctions on Iran, so they wouldn't be getting all of the billions, literally, of dollars in oil revenue that they're using to finance all of this stuff. Um, But you also have the feeling, and because he did take out a couple of terrorist leaders, that if Donald Trump said, I'm going to come to Jordan and um, Egypt and want to meet with you guys, that they wouldn't have canceled, do you think? Not while there's up in the air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So uh I don't know. It just it just says something about the whole issue with the uh, with the um Biden administration. It's just one of many. Um what else did we want to talk about? There was something else. Um oh, well, again, the hundred million dollars to Gaza, that's just like why are well we- they're also giving a hundred billion. They want to have a hundred billion and some of it'll go to Gaza, some it'll go to Israel. Some of it would go to Ukrainians. It's a big hundred billion for everybody. Just everybody can be happy. Um, and luckily, we don't have a speaker, so they can't uh, and do it. Oh, and this from Jacob Keith um, Oberman apologized about the rocket hitting the hospital. I want. Did he launch it? I mean, that's drive you crazy about that. It's like, did Keith? Did he go? I hit the button. It's like, what an idiot. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sandra says, now we have them all here because of the open border. And she said, that's why I don't like Nikki Haley and would never ever vote for her. Yes. Oh, this is from Jacob too. Zelensky is upset that it's not about him anymore. Yeah, he is. He's saying, yeah, I'll come. I'll come home even with everybody. <laughs> Yeah. I'll show some of my latest fashion line and, and uh, bring my wife. She can shop in Tel Aviv. I mean, come on, guys. And, no, and like, literally, this is true. Zelensky, because well, he's got his own, again, I just say wag the dog war going on in Ukraine. Look at all the pictures we've seen instantaneously from Israel. You don't see anything coming out of Ukraine. No boy. Every so often you see kind of a disabled tank sitting on the side yeah, of the road. Apparently that's- over a half million people have been killed on both sides total. And have you ever seen anything? I mean, just no. some antiseptic pictures of, of missiles hitting something. Right. Well, they could have come from anywhere. And then you'll see, I mean, and these are by towns and villages, right? And you sort of, you sort of see rubble. But then apparently in Kiev, the nightlife is still going. And Zelensky. Yeah, yeah. Has, the money flows, the champagne goes. The, uh, Zelensky apparently called, I'm not sure who he called, if he, you know, but. Who do you call? Hey, hey, get me in, get me in. Yeah. Does he call his booker? You know what I mean? Like your celebrity, like you're booking to be in a talk show. It's like, uh. um, but he was going to go. Um, to the Middle East, I guess Israel wasn't clear. Is uh, he probably wasn't going to go to Gaza because it's a little dangerous there. Well, um, he is Jewish, so they probably mm, 
No, Israel, I think, was the place he was going to go. He was going to go. And so he called and offered to come there. It wasn't clear why. It wasn't, wasn't clear to what he was show solidarity with... with to show solidarity. Uh, and then they told him... Yes, so. <laughs> they told him, we're busy. We're busy actually fighting a war here. <laughs> and so he's like, okay, never mind. But yeah, again, but... Jacob, you're absolutely right. Nobody was paying attention. He's like, wait a minute. What about my war? How come you said they're going to... I've got a great war going. We're really having uh, high casualty numbers. Right. but but should be... Like it. I mean, he's like, my people need $100 million in humanitarian aid. And, and it's like, the trouble Ukraine has, though, see, is I think the aid, well, it goes to aid groups who then funnel the money back. But I mean, some of the, they keep some of the money in the Middle East, right, when it goes there. The trouble they have with Ukraine, as you can see Zelensky's dilemma, is the Americans send money to Ukraine. UK, Ukraine skims off, I don't know, maybe 5% or something. and then have 5%? To, there's 10% for the big guy. Okay. Oh, well, well, no, that's what I mean. And then they have to send 90% back to American politicians. You're right. They get right? nothing. So they get nothing. Yeah, yeah, so. They had to buy all these yeah. Raytheon products that don't work anyway. <laughs> yeah. So I can see where Zelensky is kind of like, wait a minute, those people actually get to keep the money you send them for. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm going to send it back to you. So that seems wrong well, somehow. I have a feeling some of the Israeli aid gets back too. Um, uh, well, yes. It, it, well, or I think all aid gets back. All aid is, you know. There's two different ways. I think that the Ukrainian aid which is what the Clintons are trying to change by getting the Clinton Foundation in there so they can scoop yeah, it up. I love it. I you love it. The direct laundering corruption that just goes from, and more visuals, from this pocket, the American people, our tax dollars pocket, to Ukraine. Like I said, they take a few bucks out and they send it over and they put it in the politicians' pocket. Well, what they do is they give it to Sam Bankman Fried, right. yes. who in turn then gives it to, to 10 million to, to the politicians. Biden and everything else. The way it works. In the way it works, the way it works in, and I think with the illegal immigration and the way it works in the Middle East is the American tax dollars. So it comes still out of our pocket and it goes to these non-governmental organizations, these NGOs, right, right. Who, who, you know, the humanitarian crisis people, right? right. They really take a bunch of it out a bunch of it out and they keep a lot of it. The people actually don't get very much, no. but they then do turn around and spend a lot of it to get people elected. Yes. Yeah. So it's, it's a little bit different. A little bit different. I think you would rather be on that end of it than the Zelensky end of it. Right? Unless you're a politician. If you're a politician, Whoa, there's Zelensky, more money. Zelensky has lots of money. I mean, he's, he's in yeah. good shape. He's, he's in good shape. So it's, it's, it's not a problem. So, you know, and the Clintons, you th- I think they're going to try to get into, because they're like, oh, wait, we were trying to get in Ukraine, but that seems to be dying down. So now we want to get over in, in, into, you know, Israel. Let me ask you this. I think all of it is going to have an effect on American people saying, I think it's going to have a negative impact on Ukraine. People are like, we've got war here. We've got war here. We don't want to be in any of these wars. What do you think? No, I I think the fact that we seem to be just endlessly at war under the Biden administration with everybody in ourselves is awful. And the fact that Biden flew in, flew out, didn't accomplish anything. Um, He could have been in Rehoboth Beach and done the same worthlessness. Um, It's, 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 I think people are getting sick of it, but maybe not. Maybe we just we just love this type of thing. Um, but I want to go back to the, the, the what is the official position that you're allowed to have these days okay. and still be popular? You know, we had that comedian. Do you think it's you can be you can condemn Hamas, but understand the 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 pain they go through? Uh, you can decry the terrorism, but you you urge caution and restraint on the Israelis, 
Would that let you get be okay or not? Where would that get you thrown off the off the team bus? Yeah, it depends on kind of the mood. I mean, that comedian had it absolutely right, right? Where and if you guys didn't see it, I don't hey Thomas, do we still have do you still have that bite? The um liberal conflict sound bite? Um he's looking okay he's checking if we can we'll play it for you but it does sort of show you're right if you're a liberal and it is hard i mean our friend peter boyles was on the radio this morning mm-hmm. i think misguidedly you know i don't know but but his mind is comparing michael collins uh, an who irish... he has a picture of who was an irish person who invented killing cops that's the one who said hey let's just kill the cops uh that, that'll slow them down and keep them off the street um and he himself uh, was executed, um, not executed, but assassinated along a road um, by another uh, group of Irishmen who didn't like what he was doing, which was trying to unite all, uh, get rid of the peace they'd made with Britain. So they killed him. But he was saying, you know, he was a hero to a lot of the Irish, but of course he was a terrorist and he was a terrorist. But even he didn't burn babies and kill uh, you know, the, the things that... Uh... Well, yeah, I mean, and here's how I look at it, and I probably I can get roasted for saying this, but but I look at it as if, say, you know, my great-grandfather had sort of a feud going on with your great-grandfather, right? As they do. As they do. Okay, and so today, in current times, I'm walking down the street, I see you, and I say, well, our great-grandfather had a fight, so now I, I shoot you, and I shoot you dead, right? Um, that's one thing. But then for you, if I'm shooting at you to shoot back at me, I mean, that's self-defense, right? right. And yes, it's unfortunate if I get shot too. It's un- the whole thing is unfortunate. There's nothing good about war, but but it's, it's kind yeah, of that's, like- that's, I hate to say this, but that's so funny because in my family, uh, my mother's <laughs> side of the family, um, there, there, there were two sides of descendants from, from a great, great, great grandfather, one by the first wife, um, the second by the widow Mundell. And so if you're a widow Mundell, you were, you know, over here. And if you were with the first wife, you're over here. And they still, to this day, hate each other. To this day, wait a minute. <laughs> you're a Mundellin, aren't you? You look like a Mundellin. But there's one thing. And again, it's uh, it's a complex situation, right? Obviously. Complex. Obviously, it is. But I think to, to, when you do um, a commit an attack like Hamas did, there is, and then and then you have people try to say, well, it's justified, right? It's not justified. Nothing justifies that, right? Particularly given the fact that there have been opportunities for not having things go that way, right? And if you're Israel, it, it is to a certain extent like the bully, right? And if the bully keeps pushing, 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 hurting, 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 and at a certain point you push back, so now if you bloody the bully's nose, I, you know, I mean, it's well. It's you know, people, say, people say that you know, and Peter says they should never go into Gaza. You kind of go, well, then they're going to invade again. You think that they go, okay, good enough. You know, if, if killing all your babies and raping your wives and taking doing hostages this, and stuff like that, it just doesn't piss you off, and we'll give you a little more. Because keep in mind, these are terrorists. This is what their goal is, right? That that their goal is. To create terror, right? It's I mean, they have Gaza, right? It's not like they're trying to get territory back. They're just trying to eliminate Israel. And so that's a little bit different saying our goal um, and our deeply held belief is to exterminate you. 
right? Um, that's very different to me from a country fighting back against somebody that has attacked them. That's why I think Nikki Haley is absolutely correct. <laughs> a million very nice uh, <laughs> jihadist Palestinians would, would make uh, America so great. I mean, it'd be so much fun. It'd be so much fun. Hey, Thomas, never mind. I sent it a couple of days ago, but you probably still don't have it. I mean, from Sandra, did anybody hold Peter's feet to the fire? Yeah, a lot of people did. Um, but so to me, it's not really that complicated. I think the thing is, too, where liberals, so much of what they do has nothing to do with reality, right? And so, I mean, there isn't going to be a nice war. You aren't going to have a, except in Ukraine, where it's not even really existent, right? You're not going to have a war where nobody gets hurt. You're not going to have, a, I mean, war. By definition, war tends to be people getting hurt. Right, exactly. And buildings getting destroyed and things like that. So, yeah, I don't. You but can as long as males die, not so bad. Um, and when, when you get to women and children, not so good. Um, uh, so it's it's got a it's the kidnapping and the babies and things and like that, that babies and burning them alive and chopping other heads in front of the parents somehow it just doesn't seem that's nice. that's a, yeah i mean war is not nice but that's a certain yeah level uh, of barbarity that, that, that you're kind of like okay maybe you have some arguably legitimate grievance against israel mm-hmm. but that is not the way to settle it and and again and if that's the way for Israel, what's Israel supposed to do? Call them up and hold a peace talk, right? And then, so they show up for the peace talks and then they kidnap them and shoot them and cut their heads off, right? I mean, and then they say, well, I guess we better have another peace talk. Yeah, let's get, send some more, some other negotiated over. I think what is interesting, I was reading a thing about all the money that Iran and places in the Middle East have, con- what, does somebody want to talk? Yeah, it's, it's oh. Jacob. Oh, hey, Jacob. You know, the great war is, is not going to, it's not supposed to start in the Ukraine. It's supposed to start, start in Tiveria in Israel when all the great countries come to fight each other. Uh, Armageddon? What the, what, uh, the Armageddon? Armageddon, right. Yeah. But what the commentaries do not, what the commentaries say that people do not say is that Israel is not going to be part of that war. They're going to be home watching the, the other nations, the great nations fight each other. And that's oh. what's happening here. That's what's happening here. You have China threatening the United States. You have um, Russia threatening the United States. You have Iran threatening the United States and vice versa. But you don't see Israel threatening anybody. They're just threatening the, the Gaza Strip because they're, they're having a, um, a hard time with them. But it's, it's the great nations that are going to do the, all the fighting. So, Jacob, do you think, because I'm going to start running up my credit cards if you think we got out of bed. If Armageddon, if Armageddon is uh, around the corner. I'm going to quit dieting. No. <laughs> um, yeah, well, it's interesting. Um, yes. I, I did, <laughs> for real, you think that, or are you just kind of? No, no, because the Armageddon, the, the war is going to, well, the beginning of the war, whatever touches it off, is supposed to start in, in, yeah. Tishrei, in the Hebrew month of Tishrei, which is what we just passed. And that's ah. when this whole thing started was on, on tabernacles, right? It was on the yeah. second yeah. to the last day. And that's and the, and according to Isaiah, that's when it's all gonna start. Wow. So I guess so I guess um, you know, get get your bomb shelters ready. I don't <laughs> I wouldn't worry about it. But. I, don't, I don't think a bomb shelter does any good at Armageddon. Yeah. Maybe if I yeah. know that they probably wouldn't have flown there. So he said, Hey, this could be Armageddon. You know? yeah. so, oh, that's interesting. Well, okay, thank oh, go ahead. No, I'm just saying that 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 Israel is going to be sitting on the sidelines the whole time. You know, they're going to, they they you know the the Hamas touched it off with Israel. Israel's going to take care of business. The other nations are going to get upset with each other. Israel's going to back off, and the other nations are going to fight each other, and that's the end. 
And then we'll all. Well, though we do seem to be walking closer and closer wherever, right? I mean, it is interesting to me that China is opposing Israel. China supporting Iran. Of course, China is buying all of its oil from Iran, so they've got a vested interest in that. Um, Right. um, And and you know, the the, I always to a certain extent too follow the money there, right? Um, Absolutely. All right. Hey, Jacob. Thank you. That's interesting. I still yeah. think it. Okay. Have a great day. Bye. You too. I better not go off my diet, though, just in case Armageddon doesn't, doesn't occur. Doesn't occur. Doesn't occur. You want to look your best for Armageddon. <laughs> That's right. Um, coming up, I think we can wrap it up now because you've got to get back to the, the newspaper comes out on Thursday, so which is tomorrow. I was at the office today, and I'm like, oh, I've got a couple of days. And then Mark Smiley, our executive, goes, no, today's Wednesday. I'm like, what? It's what like, day? How did I lose that whole day? day? Um, Friday, we're going to have Colonel John Mills on. We had him on before, too. He's going to be talking about this. And then on Monday, we've got a really great guest, Bridget Gabriel, coming on. She um, was born in Lebanon and has some really interesting perspectives Mm -hmm. and all of this and talks about what it was like kind of growing up there. And she's kind of... Well, I I visited Lebanon in, uh, I don't know when it was, 69. Um, And it was a beautiful country. And uh, it no longer is. That's right. So she can talk about all of that. So that'll do it for us today. Everybody, thank you so much for your comments on Zoom. Um, They've been great. Um, And Thomas, as always, thank you guys. Um, Anything else? We'll see him on Wednesday. We'll see everybody on Wednesday. Take care.